Prayer changes everything. And this morning we're looking at why God delays in answering our prayers. Last week we looked at why God doesn't always answer our prayers. And we, over the course of two weeks, we looked at about eight to ten reasons why God doesn't always answer our prayers. But the two big ones I want us to remember from that is that God doesn't answer prayers that we don't pray. So keep praying. And don't, go, don't stop. So often our answer is just on the other side of a big hurdle. And so often as believers, I think we just stop short of getting our answer. And the second thing we want to remember is that God is good. God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to move in the ways that you're asking. But we have to remember that God operates on a level that we simply do not. Um, whoop. Isaiah 55, 9 says that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than, my, than your thoughts. God sees all of eternity all at once and so he can see how our answer now may have eternal consequences down the road. Even the good things can have bad effects and so in his wisdom and in his goodness, he sometimes says no and he sometimes says not yet. And one of the things I want to suggest this morning is why God and why God delays is that it's not always about the how and the what of the prayer, but it's always the when. And God in his infinite wisdom, his timing is always perfect. And that is something that I think sometimes we struggle with, that we think that the prayer request we're offering is urgent and it's now and I need it immediately. And God's like, well, just wait. There's, there's some timing that has to happen. So we're going to look at a few reasons why uh, God delays. Um, as I was preparing, I was reminded that when it comes to delayed answers to prayer, sports fans are the biggest, they, they understand this the most. Not to poke on the open wound, but Leafs fans, you've been waiting since 1967, since that last cup. Um, that's a long wait. We feel for you. Um, but right, we, there's, every year it's like, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. We were saying it for Baltimore. This is the year, this is the year that we ran into the Chiefs. And, and now we're saying, no, and the Ryder fans, this is the year. And then it's always, well, there's always next year. There's always next year. Um, we know that good things are coming. It's just a matter of when and uh, hopefully in our lifetime. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Leafs Cup, it was not in my lifetime. That was a few years before me. So uh, for your sake, I hope we see one soon. Um, Don, I'm trying to be funny. I'm sorry. I know that, that hurts a little bit. Um, <laughs> Um, but we're going to look at a few reasons why God delays. So I'm going to give you the reasons. If you need the material, it's all on the app. If you don't have the app, I'd happily help you get it. For those of you to take notes, I'm going to try not to go super fast. Um, but I tend to do that when I got a lot to get through. Uh, so reason number one why God delays. God is changing our desires and our motives. Uh, Luke Chapter 11, verse 2, Jesus said, This is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Jesus starts, us, starts by teaching us to pray, God, may your name be glorified. May you be honored. May you be lifted high above everyone else. And God, may your kingdom come. And part of the change that sometimes needs to happen is that our desires and our hopes and our motives need to come in alignment with God's. 
And one of the biggest things that God teaches us about his prayer is that we need to come to alignment with his will. And so what is the desire? Why do you need this prayer answered? Because James in chapter chapter 4, we looked at this last week, James 4.3 says, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So James tells us that sometimes when we pray, even when we pray for good things, the reason we want the good things is, is not lining up. In our society, we say that the ends justify the means, but not in God's kingdom. God is concerned about the means just as much as he's concerned about the ends. He's concerned about our motives. He's concerned about our heart and our mind. So it's not just a matter of, I want this really good thing, because if your motivation for getting the thing is bad then God is going to wait till your motives come into alignment. So our motives can affect. But it's not just about God being glorified. It's not just about the kingdom come. It's, not, it's more than that. Because later on in Luke 11, Jesus says this, You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if you, they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Why? Why wouldn't you give them those things? These are common threats common attacks that the people would have come in contact with these are things that are going to hurt the kid jesus says so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask one of the the third thing it's all about god and him getting the glory it's all about his kingdom being advanced and it can't ultimately hurt you because what Jesus is asking is if, if your son asks for a fish, do you give him a snake? He's being rhetorical. He's like, no, of course you wouldn't. Why? Because most of the snakes over there are poisonous. And a, and a father, no. A good father will not give your, this kid something that's going to hurt him. If you ask for bread, a.k.a. you're hungry, or an egg, Matthew says bread, will you give him a rock or will you give him a scorpion? No! Well, how much more is God not going to give us something that's going to hurt us? And again, this comes back to that divine, infinite wisdom as he looks down and he's like, if I, if I get the timing wrong here, that even though you're going to get something good, it may create a sense of pride in you. It may create a sense of entitlement. It may create, it may create something bad that's going to have longer effects than the answering of the good prayer. And so God delays until our motives are right. Until we have learned something about ourselves or learned something about Him that, we, that not only are we going to get the good answer, but God has done a good work. Oswald Chambers in his devotion, My Utmost for His Highest, says that so often in the Western church, we are so focused on the destination that we forget that God's actually interested about the journey. That actually it's the journey to the destination that has the greater impact. God wants to teach us something. He wants to refine us. He, there is a reason in delaying. And we, ultimately, we just need to trust that something good is happening in the midst of it. So why does God delay? <clears throat> Sometimes God is changing our desires and our motives. Number two, uh, God is waiting for us to listen to instruction. Matthew 4.4, 4, but Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This story comes from a uh, 
Jesus has been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads him out to be tempted. He hasn't eaten in 40 days. And the devil shows up and says, Hey, why don't you, you're, you're the Son of God, you're the all-powerful, why don't you just turn these stones to bread and, and satisfy your hunger, satisfy your, your temptation? And Jesus says, no, I don't, man doesn't live on bread alone, but every word that comes. And what the Greek is saying that we sometimes miss in the English is that it's not just the written word. It's not just the Bible or what is called the canon of Scripture. God didn't just stop talking just because the Apostle, Paul, or the Apostle John wrote Revelation. God has never stopped talking. What the Bible gives us is it gives us the solid, unchanging understanding of God's moral standards, what God has accomplished through redemption, but God is a relational God and He continues to talk. Could you imagine if my marriage was built completely on the vows I wrote ten and a half years ago, almost eleven years, and that was all the communication I ever gave Michelle? That would put a little bit of strain on the relationship, I think. The, the strength of, and, and when we go through the marriage course, we go do marriage prep for those that are kind of thinking along those lines, the very first thing we talk about is communication. Why? Because struggles and fighting, everything starts to deteriorate when communication starts to fail. And God understands it. He designed the whole system. He knows how you work. He knows how you relate to one another. And He understands that communication is a big part of it. So it shouldn't surprise us that God wants to communicate with you. God wants to talk to you. And He's constantly talking to you. And so when we go to prayer and we need God to move in a certain way, we need to then, after we've offered the prayer, after we've fasted, after we did all our part, is to just stop and listen, because often the answer to the prayer we're looking for requires us to move, and the Spirit comes on us and shows us the steps we need to take. And we talked about this last week. This is one of the reasons that sometimes we don't get answer, is because we come to prayer and we say, God, here's the situation. I have this difficult boss. I have this problem with my finances. I have fill in the blank. Here's the problem. God, you move. I'm going to sit back and watch. And all the while the Spirit's saying, you want the answer, but I need you to move. I need you to do something so that you can accomplish the answer. Could God just give it to us? I'm sure He could, but then again, in His infinite wisdom and in His perfect timing, He says, no, I want you to move. I want you to be a part of it. It's the same why we serve. It's the same reason God gives us gifts. Is it not just so we can check off the boxes? Because God wants us to be involved. And so God delays because He's trying to tell you something. And sometimes we simply are not listening. We just want God to do all the work and we just want to sit back and take, reap the rewards. And all the while, God's like, no, I want you to be a part of it. Because if you won't move for your own request, how could I ever move you to help answer somebody else's request? You ever thought of that? You ever thought the fact that God could use you to answer somebody else's prayer? You could. You could be the answer that somebody's waiting for. 
But in order to be the answer to somebody else's prayer, you got to be willing to move. And you got to be willing to listen and let God guide you to do and to say and to move in the way that only you could to answer the prayer in a way that God wants to answer the prayer through you. <clears throat> Number three, uh, and for the sake of time, we will stop with this one. There is an unseen battle taking place. Daniel in light, shines light on this in chapter 10. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come and answer to your prayer. This is the, the angel Gabriel talking to Daniel. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen. <laughs> now I am here to explain what will happen to you, to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. I moved this back, and I knew it was going to get me. Um... Daniel goes to God. He's kneeling. Daniel had this habit. If you've read the book of Daniel, he goes and he prays to God three times a day and he is seeking instruction. He's seeking wisdom on how to help Israel. Israel is in, is in shambles. Jerusalem has been destroyed. And he goes and he just, he's seeking God for understanding. And for 21 days, Daniel's on his knees praying. He hasn't eaten. He's waiting, desperately knowing that God wants to answer the prayer, but not entirely sure why he hasn't moved. And Daniel shines a little bit of light on this. The reminder that there's more going on than meets the eye. There's this spiritual battle going on, and God sent the answer right away, but it got delayed by the forces of evil. It got delayed by this prince of Persia, as the angels talks about. And so there had to be a battle waged. There had to be this obstacle removed so that the prayer could happen. Job shines a little bit of light on this as well as Job is enjoying the blessing and the righteousness that comes in God and God alone. And Satan comes and he tempts and he takes everything from Job. Job is within an inch of his life dealing with these painful boils, lost family, lost possessions, and all the while, he's waiting for God to answer. He's crying out, God, why is this happening? Why have you robbed me of so much? I didn't do anything. What is going on? And God remains silent. And what we need to remember in this story is that this is part of the test. Next, we're going to dive in a little bit about why, how that God sometimes tests us. This is the delay. But Job is enduring a test. If God came rushing in at that first prayer, the test wouldn't have meant anything. And what is Job being tested on? He's being tested on his faithfulness in spite of having nothing. Because it's easy to be faithful when everything's going your way. It's easy to be faithful when the bank account is full. It's easy to be faithful when life is good. But when life gets tough, are we going to be faithful? And so Job is being tested, but Job 1 and 2 shows us into this reality that there's this spiritual realm, the angels are talking, Satan is accusing, and God is either denying him or allowing him to move because God is the all-powerful and nothing happens unless God allows it. But there's a spiritual battle going on. And so when we talk about that, just keep on praying keep on believing keep on pushing 
It's because sometimes God is trying to teach us something. Sometimes God is trying to speak to us. And sometimes the devil's getting in the way. And you need to just be persistent so that the angels can wage the war that needs to be fought so that the victory can be won and the answer can come. Because who knows what would have happened if Daniel had stopped praying? Would the angel have even come? Would he have just been stopped and just turned around because Daniel gave up? I don't know. We don't get that answer. So these are a few of the reasons that God sometimes delays in answering our prayers. And I was, wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to close with a story. Um, I've been, so last week we, I had the privilege and honor of doing a class with our ordinance. So in our, in the PAOC, when a pastor is getting credentials, first you get licensed and then you get ordained. And so we had a few pastors applying for ordination and part of the ordination process is you have to do some training. And I got the great privilege and honor of talking about calling, how to be content in God's call and the one, what I focused on was, especially when things go wrong. And I had a season of ministry where things went wrong. And I prayed, and I prayed. Michelle and I were married at the time, so now not only is it affecting me, it's affecting my wife. And we are praying, and we're seeking God. And the prayer I was praying was, God, you need to change the situation. And that seems like a good enough prayer, and I know God was able to do it, but what I've learned in reflecting, and I've made the comment over the course of this series that God, this hindsight is 2020, and that is not true. Hindsight is 2020 when it is spirit enabled. Hindsight is 2020 when it's God speaking and God allowing us to see things as they really are because sometimes hindsight is skewered by pain and offense and hurt and things that were beyond our control. And so sometimes our hindsight is skewered a little bit, but God's hindsight is perfect. And so our hindsight is only refined when we allow the Spirit to speak to us. And it's only over the last little while that I've been looking back at this time and realized that God was doing a work in me because what I was praying was God I'm good I wasn't saying this because this is arrogant but it was in my heart God I'm good everyone else is the problem you need to fix this I'm just I'm good right like like you know I'm not making any mistakes I'm not doing anything wrong it's the people It's the situation. You need to fix this. And for six months, I prayed this. God, this needs to change. And it was at a conference. We had been left the situation. Michelle and I were praying in in the hotel room. And we're praying this. We're praying. We're praying. And Sorry, it wasn't at the hotel room. It was God started to stir in me that maybe there's something more going on. I didn't change the prayer, but God started to do the work. And I think it was because he finally kind of softened my heart of stone so I could finally receive. And it was a month after the conference, and I was on my knees, and finally it was like, God, something needs to change, even if it was me. 
That was the most humbling thing I've ever prayed in my life because I came to the realization that maybe I really was the problem. Maybe I was the one who needed to change, whether it was my heart, maybe whether it was the situation, whatever it was, God, I, something needs to change even if it's me. And within two days, I had an answer. Within two days, so why didn't God do it sooner? Because I wasn't ready. Because if God would have answered the prayer the way that he did, I still would have been convinced that I was pretty, I won't say what came to mind, but I was, it was pretty hot stuff. I would have still been convinced that I was the one that was in the right. I was, and God had to mold me. God had to break me. God had to use some really uncomfortable situations. And one of the things that I think we forget in the Western church is that God uses suffering to refine us. It's actually in our suffering that we actually connect with Christ because we remember how much Christ suffered for each and every one of us. It's in suffering that we learn to rely on him. It's in suffering that we are truly formed. James says, don't run from tribulations because it's through tribulations that your character, your endurance, and your faith are built. And it was in this time of suffering, of over and over getting hit with that jackhammer as it felt most days. And finally, after six months, it was like, God, something needs to change, even if it was me. And I was finally ready to receive the answer that I so desperately needed. Sometimes God delays because he's doing a work in us. He's preparing us for the answer that he wants to bestow on us. <clears throat> so with that, um, we'll pick it up next Sunday. You got more, more reasons why God sometimes delays, but I want to pray for you. Uh, there's questions at the table. I'm going to invite you to take 10 minutes to pray through, to work through those discussions, and then we're going to head to the baptismal tank and... Uh, we're going to baptize Mr. Brownlee back there. So uh, anyways, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a good God, and I thank you that you're the God who answers prayer. You want to answer prayer. You desire to answer prayer because you're the good God who loves us so much, and you're able to answer our prayers. And sometimes you delay. And so, God, I pray that we, we trust your timing. We trust your process. We trust that you are doing things that maybe are beyond our understanding, that are beyond our sight. But God, we need, teach us to rely on you. Teach us to trust your process because you are a good God who answers all prayer in your perfect timing. And uh, God, remind us do the work in us, whether we need to be humbled, whether we just need to learn patience, whether we need, whatever it is that you're trying to teach us, give us a heart and a mind to receive what you're trying to do. Um, God, thank you for the service. Thank you for the opportunity to share and uh, just give you all our praise and thanks in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.